We live in a spy film. And it's kind of peculiar that no one else has really noticed that most spy movies, over the top or not, are dealing with something pretty fucking realistic. The fact that there are warring countries who spy on one another, who use double, triple, and all kinds of other secret agents is a reality. And it all started during World War II with the birth of the OSS when we actually started spying on other countries. And that's why we now live in a complete fucking spy film. It's impossible to realize at this point in time who we can actually trust within our own government. Now, it's not to say there aren't good people working within our own government. There surely are. And it's not to say that we know who the good and who the bad guys are because we surely don't. But at this point in the game, you would have to be completely blind not to just start putting together some puzzle pieces and understanding that something very, very wrong has gone on in America basically since the end of World War II. While we all believed that we defeated the Nazis, that was not the case. We all were aware that we didn't capture and kill every single last Nazi. And it is possible that these vile, hate-filled, power-hungry cocksuckers would hold a grudge. Now, if we can infiltrate other countries, if we can get our people into other government positions and start playing fucked-up political spy game shit, do you not think that it is within the realm of possibility that Nazis infiltrated our government a very long time ago. And this has been going on for a very long time. So at this point, it's probably the next generation of Nazis who are really running shit. But it is more clear than ever that if you follow the trail of history, something very screwy began after World War II. We hired, as the American government, Nazi scientists to help us with the project known as MKUltra, which was a mind control program that our government created and then tested on unwitting American citizens. Now, what that means is they tested on Americans and Canadians, for a matter of fact, without their consent. Now, for those of you unaware... There is this little thing called the Nuremberg Code that was created after World War II that was in a response to how cruel and inhumane it was for Nazi scientists to conduct experiments on human beings without their consent. Thus, the Nuremberg Code was created, and it became one of the biggest crimes against humanity to test on human beings without their consent. So why is it that the United States government not only did this, but is clearly guilty of this, and we have enough evidence that we could seriously bring a major criminal trial against our own government for the MKUltra project, which tested on unwitting human subjects against their will without their consent? That is a strict violation of the Nuremberg Code. There are documents that verify this. There are videos of congressional hearings where these people who were tested on in mental health facilities explain how these inhuman and cruel and borderline evil experiments, no, not even borderline, completely fucking evil experiments, because let's not forget that what they were also doing, besides just fucking with some people's minds, were injecting insulin into people and causing them to go into 
comas because their blood sugar went so low. And then they would come in and inject them with a bunch of sugar to see if they'd wake the fuck back up. They were conducting the same kind of inhumane, cruel, barbaric experimentations on American citizens that Nazis were performing on German citizens, Jewish people, people of color, the gays, and anybody else that the Nazis viewed as less than human. America has been doing this since the end of World War II. Now, while they told us in the 70s that that project was ended, that does not mean that they had not violated the Nuremberg Code. That does not allow them to get away scot-free from breaking a very, very important law that they helped create. That is one of the biggest conspiracies to exist within our world that is completely factual, that can be completely researched via Google. You can find these congressional hearings on YouTube. You can find documentaries about these things on YouTube. And if you doubt the information presented, you can fact check it yourself and find out that holy shit, a lot of these documents are hosted still on the CIA's website. You can read a lot of the research that they haven't completely destroyed. It's just that they made it look like all of this stuff ended and they stopped doing it. But we know, we know that they wouldn't do that. That kind of research is far too valuable. You mean to tell me they were researching how to control people's minds and they're just going to give that shit up? You're looking out at a world right now where People aren't behaving normally where people seem to just be ranting, raving and acting like complete lunatics for no reason. Yes, I believe the government is a problem, but I'm not standing here telling us that we need to go raid the Capitol building or do any kind of stupid shit like that. I don't think it will do any good. I think all we can do is sit here and wake up and become aware of what is actually going on around us. And that could actually do some big fucking changes because just as soon as American citizens start standing here and going, hey, you know, America's not even a real fucking country because what you motherfuckers did is no different than what Putin is doing in the Ukraine. You came over to this fucking country and you started attacking their defensive strategic locations. You started massacring them and you started genociding them. Then you gave them little plots of land which are basically like their own fucking prisons and you're like, hey, you come out of here and we're going to kill you in numbers because that's why Native American women go missing in numbers that dwarf a lot of other missing people numbers, but you never hear about it. Now, I'm not trying to say that the plights of the missing transgender community, the missing gay communities, all these other communities that get brutalized and abused, I'm not trying to say they don't matter, but we do hear about them and we never hear about the natives who we are Really, really trying to just finish off that genocide that we started over a hundred fucking years ago. I mean, you watch a bunch of movies and, you, and nobody's ever like, hey, we're all the Native American actors. Oh, we killed most of them. The ones that you see are the ones that are left. And the reality of that is that it's not even a real fucking joke because we really fucking have. And not only did we, you know, take their land and shove them off onto those reservations, but then we tried to fucking destroy their drinking water, too. I remember what we did at Standing Rock. I remember all of the screwed up shit that was starting right at the Trump election, the Ferguson, Missouri riots. Stuff isn't normal in our world. And while we now have the government telling us that alien technology has been around for 70 fucking years and all this stuff, and I tend to believe in aliens. It's not even that we should be focusing on at this point. We need to be focusing on the shit that is completely verifiable and real and factual, and that's not too hard for people to get their heads around. Because yes, there is real occult shit that's going on in our world. There is real science fiction shit, comic booky shit, superhero bullshit, matrixy bullshit kind of crap, cosmicy bullshit. It's all going on in the world too. But that stuff is really difficult to get one's head wrapped around. 
So it's much easier to stand here and go, well, I know about all these other crazy and completely fucking out there conspiracies. But why don't we just talk about the ones that are of massive vital importance? And I can think of no other conspiracy that is of such massive vital importance than MKUltra and Nazis infiltrating American government. Because this all actually lines up with what happened with the JFK assassination. If you believe towards the end of the 40s and the beginning of the 50s that Nazis were slowly infiltrating the American government, then within the next two decades, they could basically, kind of like what you saw in Captain America Winter Soldier, take over the entire country. And yet, what if this was all thinly veiled disclosure? What if they were trying to show us that Hydra really has taken over America? Maybe they hadn't taken over America 70 years ago. Maybe they were just making night moves. But it's very clear that during the whole Trump campaign and after that with the alt-right movement and everything, that these Nazis are coming out of the woodwork. And we're not talking about the tiki torch white supremacists. Those are laughable, evil, little, sad, strange, pathetic people. All right? You have to look at them like you're Woody and they're Buzz, or rather you're Buzz and they're Woody. You are a sad, strange little person, and you have my pity. These people are just full of hate and virtual and most of all, fucked up mind programming that's making them this way. I don't believe the Nazis in power even give two shits about white supremacy or the master race anymore. I believe that this is about what it was always about for a predominant section of the Nazi party. Power over the peasants. Power over people that they consider lesser than them. But not just having power over them. It's the same way that an abusive partner will torture you. And some people might go, you mean like an abusive woman? No, men do this shit too. It, it's just that they do it less because it's a very cowardly thing to do. And anyone who participates in this kind of mind game fuckery is a coward no matter if you're a man or a woman i don't give a shit because this is the kind of thing where you are literally just there to push the person's buttons as much as you fucking can so you can sit back and basically have an orgasmic rush of pleasure watching that you have caused misery or suffering in another person this is at its core what a Nazi fucking is. This is at its core what the evil we are fighting in this world fucking is. These are not people who want all the money. These are not the people who want all the diamonds. These are not the people who are motivated by anything else but the desire to cause misery and suffering in other people because it makes them feel better about themselves. This is the kind of evil that we have always been facing. It's why you see in films like James Bond that the villain has to have the bad guy. I mean, the villain has to have the good guy strapped to a fucking table. They have to have that moment that they can savor. They can't just have it's why everybody complains. Why don't they just get him in the room and shoot him in the head? Because they can't savor it because these people are deranged because this is akin to a mental illness. But it's something completely different. These people aren't just concerned with winning. No, we could actually take kind of a play out of their book because they're really just concerned with living their best, most pleasurable lives. And for most of us, living our best, most pleasurable lives involves smoking a lot of marijuana, playing video games, having consensual but very, very, very dirty, nasty, sweet, sticky, sexy goodness. 
There's a lot of things that we do for fun. Me, personally, I do not understand the concept of causing misery in another human being as fun. I find the idea of telling jokes and making people laugh fun. I find the idea of dancing around with people and sharing happiness, joy, and bliss and serenity with people fun. I don't consider it amusing to have someone around just so I can find their buttons and push them and watch them explode and watch them squeal and squirm. I don't understand this. I don't understand why anyone would do this. And I am pretty sure that most of us can relate to that feeling. I'm sure that at some point we've all wanted to deck a motherfucker for something they said to us, or we've all wanted to bitch slap somebody. But that's not the same thing as wanting to basically strap someone to a table and just electrocute them every so often when you just need to get a jolly off. When you want to bitch slap somebody or you want to knock their block off, it's because they just did something bad to you and you're reacting to it. Whether that's right or wrong, that's what you're doing. What these people are doing is not just taking out their minute-to-minute frustrations. This isn't about just getting something out of their system. This is about committing acts of evil that basically give them woodies, that basically make them come in their pants. They are wanting to jizz in their pants over torturing people. And when we understand that Jeffrey Epstein had an island where he brought underage girls, and we understand that he's not the only rich elite in the world, and we understand that there are very fucked up people out there, and it's very clear that a lot of the elites of the world must be either very fucked up, or they are kept under some kind of lock and key by the real evil power holders, because nobody in this country, scratch that, nobody in this world, who has the power and the resources to completely change this place overnight, to make this a wonderful, incredible, imaginative wonderland of adventures that we can all participate in, that we can all share. And even if we don't like one another, we can look at one another and go, I don't like you. I don't like your lifestyle, but I will defend to the death your right to live and your right to think the way that you do, your right to say what you want to say. Because I know if I do not defend your rights, then I will have no rights of my own. We all must defend each other's rights if we all wish to have rights of our own. We all have the right to freak, to speak freely, so long as you are not speaking with hatred. Even if you are saying things which could be construed by some parties as racist, so long as you are not actually speaking true racist language, and what I mean by true racist language, is language in which you are speaking because you just hate something and you only want to lash out, hate that thing, and turn other people against that thing. If you are talking about something that you perceive as an issue while other people perceive you as being racist for perceiving that issue, you are only trying to talk about and understand something that in the world bothers or troubles you, and it typically doesn't have to do with skin color. That's a byproduct. Most of the time it has to do with the way that certain kinds of people, aka certain tribes, act and behave, and it makes people look at all tribes who have similarities to those tribes in the same way. That is racism, but it's coming from a different place other than just pure hate. This is coming from a place of confusion, a lack of understanding, and you do not fix that by telling people what they can and cannot say. You you fix that by reminding everyone we all have to respect one another's rights and one another's life 
Otherwise, our own rights and our own life will not be respected. What it means to respect another person's life and rights is to simply not try to take away those rights or that life. It is that simple. You can march up and down the street for all I care, saying the most racist words imaginable. So long as you are not out there trying to harm another person's life, or trying to prevent them from living that life, or trying to make that life a living hell, then go with whatever you perceive to be a high justice, loving, nurturing, caring, higher power. Go with that shit. Because if you are just venting your frustrations, if you're somebody who's like, you know, I think, I think there are a lot of rich Jewish people and I think they might control the world and that fucking sucks. If you want to get drunk and say stupid shit like that, as long as you're not attacking anyone physically and as long as you are just shooting off at the mouth, that's fine. It doesn't matter. We're not all Adolf Hitlers that as soon as we say some shit like that, a bunch of people are going to go, yeah, let's follow behind him and do some shit. Sometimes that happens. But again, if you live in a world where everyone respects everyone's life, we could then understand, oh, he's saying his shit because he wants to say his shit. And this is just how it is. It's a new way of thinking about the world because these old ways are not fucking working. These old ways are spurring on more hate and more racism. And that's clearly because either they've learned through MK Ultra, or they're using some other technology on us. I'm not exactly sure which it is because I'd like to believe that we're not this stupid. And if we are this stupid and easily manipulated, then I can't understand why I've broken free of it and come aware of these things. Because when the Black Lives Matter movement is talking about, you can't say this, you can't do that. Yes, those, all, those things all sound well and good. And it seems like it might create a better world if you stopped doing certain things. But the problem with that is, is the human factor. There are always going to be human beings who are going to be different and strange and maybe a little weird. Maybe you don't even want to be around them. But when you start attacking the ways that they can express themselves, the way that they can think and, the, and what they can say and do. And again, we all have to remember that none of us can attack another human being. None of us can try to ruin their lives and none of us can try to cause suffering in another human being. But if you're just saying your piece, you should be allowed to say that. Now, maybe if we're allowed to say our piece, then there should be some kind of caveat where we have to always remind everyone as we're saying our pieces, specifically if you're saying your piece in something that could be perceived as dangerous or that could be perceived as racist or anything else, then I think you should absolutely since you have the power, have the responsibility to use your freedom of speech wisely to go, I am expressing myself because I'm either upset, because I'm trying to understand something, or because I am so angry that I need to express it verbally so that I can let that anger go without actually giving end to that anger. There are some people who have no idea how to control and deal with themselves. And for some of them, yelling and screaming and cursing and just letting it out verbally keeps them from having that internal bomb go off in a truly violent and dangerous way. This is natural, normal human psychology. People have emotions. People have anger. People have fear. People have anxieties. And those things are not being respected. All of these things telling you, you can't do this, you can't do that. All of these new laws and regulations, they are not helping us. Forcing people to say pronoun this or pronoun that isn't helping you because what you want at your core more than anything is to be seen as a human being who's worthy of love, who's worthy of respect, and most of all, to be looked at like 
You're you. You're not some oddity. You're not some strange thing. You're a wonderful, beautiful, incredible human being who's chosen to be a unique flower who has bloomed more brightly than most because most people will never find their true selves. Most people don't even look. But when you found your true self, when you found who you are and what makes you happy, that is a joyous celebratory moment for you. And other people should help you celebrate that. And that is also what you are longing for. It's not just the recognition of my pronoun. What you want is something far deeper than that. A pronoun is just a word. And yes, somebody can be forced and coerced to say your correct pronoun. And you can walk away like a Nazi smiling that you got that person to say the right thing that you wanted them to say. But you know what I care about? I would rather somebody feel about me the right way. I don't care if they say the words I want them to say. I don't want to control how they express themselves other than the fact that I would like people to like and appreciate me. But we also have to understand that the world is full of millions of people. And while we're not going to dislike everyone, and we actually could possibly like everyone, I don't think that we'll be able to truly appreciate everyone because it's difficult. And also we all have our own likes and dislikes. You don't have to like someone and you don't have to dislike someone. You should be free to just go, hey, that's my kind of person. That's not my kind of person. But my not kind of person over there, I hope they live a long, happy, immortal, prosperous, thriving life of abundance and joy and love and bliss. That's what you should be wishing for. Because then it comes back to you. And most of all, then it's not taken away from you. Because when we all start acting like dictators, we all have to realize what happens to most dictators. Another fucking dictator comes and bumps them off and takes away everything that they have. If we could just get it out of our heads that none of us need to be gods so that we could all be gods together, we could have true equality, true peace, and true prosperity. Because what's going on in the world right now is it's an us versus them mentality. It's the haves versus the have-nots. And sometimes now it's becoming this weird philosophical game of it's the people who use the right words, the right terms, and think the right way versus the people who think for themselves. We don't need to be divided like this anymore, people. I don't care if you disagree with me, but I want to have a dialogue with you. I want to have an actual dialogue, not a yelling and screaming argument match. I want us to sit down and recognize that you don't have to agree with me, but you do have to take some of the stuff that I've said seriously because it's not made up coming out of my mind. There's some stuff that I've been told in my mind, and I've shared that in other podcasts. I've talked about that on YouTube, and I've talked about that on my blog. But that's not what I'm doing right now. Right now, I am focusing on the stuff that is so completely real that I do not understand why people have ignored it for this long. When our country has violated the Nuremberg Code, I cannot understand why that has not been a news story unless it really is true that the government in in some fashion has some massive control over the entire population when we can't call them out on their own criminal shit. I believe that the United States government could be involved in some kind of cover up regarding child abuse and re- regarding, you know, Hollywood and, 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 and child trafficking. But there's so very little evidence. And even though there's a lot of, you know, theories and thoughts and, and it feels right, we don't have any evidence. So it's very hard to get anybody to go, OK, well, maybe we should look into this. But when we actually have documented proof that we tested on 
American citizens against their will without their consent, which is a violation of the Nuremberg Code, when we understand that we actually did hire Nazi scientists who actually did blackmail higher-ups within our government with videos of certain government officials having sex with underage children. This is exactly how they talk about the Illuminati and the supposed secret societies working that these rich elites get into. But it's not the Illuminati. It's the Freemasons. This is also not a conspiracy. This is something that can be 100% fact-checked because it's just like the fact that we have news telling us that there's shit in the sky that defies the laws of physics and defies our technology by thousands of years. Now, I'm not one to necessarily trust everything the government fucking tells me, but when I've seen with my own eyes actual UFO footage, when I've actually seen real UFOs, and I've seen other things like that, and I just at times questioned my own sanity and thought I was crazy until all this stuff started coalescing and coming out more and more, it was never more obvious than it is now that something clearly is going on when we have all of this stuff going on in the world and there are people who trust what the government tells them and there are people who are obsessed with science fiction. There are nerds everywhere and there are science geeks everywhere and nobody's looking at you know, physics being defied as a game changer. I mean, everything that we based reality around has been defied or circumnavigated or they just proved that physics is completely wrong, full stop. Either way, that's a pretty big game changer, just like when in 2019 and in 2020, quantum physics became not a theoretical science, but a plausible science. And this wasn't even a major news story. No one is telling us that the laws of attraction and manifestation and everything, these are all connected to quantum theory. Because quantum theory is just this big, fancy, made-up word that is explaining this experiment where they had a computer in a lead-lined room that was generating random number sequences, and it would always generate the same exact random number sequences so long as another human being was not in the lead-lined room. As soon as a human being entered the lead-lined room, the computer started generating different random number sequences. What this implies is that some part of the human being altered that computer without touching it. Well, just so you can stand there and actually believe in the things that you can't see and you can't feel, we're using Wi-Fi right now. Yeah, that stuff is just floating in the air that digitally connects us to one another, and none of us bat an eye. We play video games with wireless controllers, and none of us are thinking, hmm, how does this shit really work? How is a video signal being sent through electrical bullshit cables like HDMI to give me my video game and movie feeds on my TV? Oh, well, a scientist can explain that the energy transducers go through this and go through. All right, so if we're living in a world of pure energy, if this is the universe of energy and that's how everything works, then don't you think it's possible that human beings might be energy conduits as well? Don't you think it's possible that we might be able to interact and interface with these things without even computer chips being installed into our brains? Do you know why the rich would not want us to know this shit? Because it's what keeps us beneath them. The human mind could be the most important and most advanced technological thing in existence. When it comes to psychic phenomena, when it comes to these things which are actually documented, when you look at all of the research that our government did after MKUltra in regards to psychic soldiers... Yes, that movie, The Men Who Stare at Goats, with Ewan McGregor and George Clooney about the United States government training, basically, as they say in the movie, fucking Jedi. 
warriors of the mind, that third eye penal gland eastern philosophy shit, which isn't shit, by the way. It's just, you know, I thought it was for the longest time until I started really investigating and getting into these things myself and seeing that it actually worked on me and then really starting to question things and then getting these weird downloads and this weird information and thinking I was losing my fucking mind and thinking I was smoking too much weed. And then news stories started popping up everywhere and things started coalescing in the real world, proving that this strange, weird bullshit in my head is not just in my fucking head, but is in the actual world. And that's fucking with my mind a bit. That's why I've tried to yell and scream and talk about all the out there shit that's truly troubling. And especially about the fact that I believe firmly that children are in grave danger every day, not just from child trafficking, but from their own fucking parents who throughout even knowing what they're doing are abusing children and are, are, are fucking them up. I mean, look at the generation who's running the world right now. Deliveries aren't done properly. Foods not cooked properly. Nobody wants to do their fucking jobs. And that's not really their fault because jobs suck right now. Hours suck right now. Pay sucks right now. And nobody was even taught that, you know what, working at a subway, if you were paid properly, working at a McDonald's, working at a movie theater, these are the most important jobs and humanity. Unless you are a very smart scientist who can actually change the world, unless you are an incredible artist, what you have to offer the world is to keep it spinning. What you have to offer the world is to say that I want to take care of this world. I want to do something for this world. And you shouldn't have to do that like a slave five days a week, uh, 10, 12 hours a day. But we are the ones who keep the world spinning. And you know what? Maybe we could replace a lot of those jobs with robots in the future. And that'd be pretty fucking cool. But then, you know, I think we're going to want to have those jobs like the blockbusters and the game stores where it's not just about selling something. It's about this social experience that we are all so lacking. Used to go to a GameSpot and it was a thing. I mean, GameStop and it was a thing, you know. You go there, you talk to some people, you pick up a cool game, you go home. It was a nice experience. You can sort of have that same imaginative experience at your home and buying digital games and then playing them. And believe you me, smoking a bunch of weed while you're doing it makes it really fun and it does help. But we are losing things. And we are losing things because we're not even understanding our own values. When you have a world where people need to get a burger because they've had a bad day or they need an ice cream cone or they need that bomb ass sub sandwich or they got to have them badass tacos. We neglect how important those small, simple things are because it's those small, simple things that keep us living and keep us going. And that's why I believe that they are using all of the small, simple things to control us. They get us pissed off at little things. Oh, the Ron Perlman Hellboy 3 movie might not get made because we're getting this David Harbour one. So we've all got to hate the David Harbour Hellboy movie, even though it's actually written by the creator of Hellboy and is the version of the character that the creator of the character wanted to see. But I guess that doesn't matter because it's all about us. And in some ways, we should get what we want to see. But in other ways, we should also respect the things that we love and not just turn into fucking monsters. I mean, when people talk about don't do racist this, don't do racist that, what you're really talking about is not spreading hate. But it's perfectly okay to go online and be like, you know this thing that people spent hours upon hours making that they pour their blood, their sweat, and their tears into? You know, I didn't really like it very much, so I think I'm going to go online and just 
get a get a group, get a mob together of people to go, this sucked and we all hate it. Everybody right? This sucks and we hate it. And that's a valid opinion to have. It's not just that we thought it sucks. It's not just that we hate it, but it's bad. It's a steaming pile of garbage and nobody should like it. And we're going to make sure that nobody likes it because we're going to try to tell everybody not to watch this, not to play that, not to listen to this. That's a system of control. When you live in a world where our critics all jerk themselves off over, Grand Theft Auto is the best game, God of War is the best game, and this game's a horrible game, and they all agree with each other. I'm not saying those games aren't badass, by the way. What I'm saying is it makes no motherfucking sense. We live in a planet where people cannot fucking agree with one another, people, where we all think slightly different shit. But you have a bunch of critics all jerking itself off that, yeah, this movie's that good. This game's that good. This song's that good. No, this one's bad. And, and, and for the most part, they all basically agree with one another. The majority agrees with one another that that game's bad, that song's bad, or this is good. And that's, that's not possible. That's not normal. Because people's likes and dislikes shouldn't just be, this is a really good thing. It should be what resonates with them. You know, it doesn't matter how good of a game God of War is if you don't care about the story. If you don't have, you know, a love of father and son stories or mythology maybe or, you know, any of those other things that can make that something that would be appealing to you. See, this is what's being removed from the world when everybody's going, this is a good movie and this is a good game. That's not how it works. That's why so many people are miserable playing the games that they're playing and miserable watching the movies that they're watching because they are doing what they are told instead of listening to their heart. It doesn't matter how good or how bad something is. What matters is if it's something that you like and enjoy. So you can sit down and play the most perfectly perfect game of all time and have a shit experience. And so what do all those glowing reviews tell you to go pay and buy that game? And this is why none of us know what we like, because nobody's going, hey, this game it's not about if it's good or bad. This is what this game is. This is a hack and slash game. And it's got this kind of mythological father and son psychological story. And anybody who's really into those kind of things really needs to check out this game. That's how a review is supposed to be fucking done. They are supposed to help you make a decision. But critics and reviews are deciding for us. How do I know so much about being a critic? Because that's what I did for most of my life. I worked for Classic Game Room. I did my own independent reviews on YouTube. And the only thing that I ever was concerned about was trying to explain that game or that movie or that experience to my audience so that they could then go out and make an, infirm an informed choice. For me, Wanted Weapons of Fate, 007 Bloodstone, and so many games that people either don't remember or give two shits about are some of my most favorite things in gaming ever. They are so important to me. And I will talk about those things like, oh, I love the gunplay in this one, and I love that it makes you feel like a badass action hero. And you know, But I'm not going to tell everybody to play that game. I'll be like, yo, the campaign in these games are short. They're four to five hours long. These are games that are for the type of people who really like action movies and really like you know shootouts and things like this and they just want to keep doing those kind of repetitive things over and over again and they'll replay the campaign over and over again because it's just their bag man it's just their thing and yet there is not a major review publication that is trying to help us this way that's trying to cultivate our tastes I mean, in many ways, that's what our parents were supposed to do for us. But we've already gone over the fact that, you know, considering all these school shootings that are happening, I'm pretty sure most parents aren't actually doing their jobs because they are being made to be too concerned about their own actual jobs. And this is why the family unit has 
fallen into utter chaos for like the last, I don't know how many decades, because no longer can families be concerned and think and spend time about the family. It all has to be about your slave job. So nobody has time to learn about themselves. Nobody has time to try to figure out and understand the world. And then these people who we trust, who we count on, who are paid to be able to help us make decisions so that we can enjoy our lives more, are just trying to control us. They are just trying to control the industry. They are trying to make sure that these games get bought, these games get played, and that instead of us playing and enjoying the things that we like as individuals, that we all conform to the masses and do what we're told. For me, Crossfire X, the multiplayer in that game, blows Call of Duty, Battlefield, and so many other first-person shooters out of the water because I love the maps being smaller, more contained, meaning that the action is always there. It's always frenetic, and it's always fast-paced, and you're never looking for an engagement. You're just constantly running back out into the fray and getting out into combat, and people ripped it to shreds. People ripped the campaign to shreds. You have two three-hour campaigns in the Crossfire X game. And they are just as good as any of the campaigns found in a Call of Duty game or anything else, except that it's only 30 bucks. Six-hour campaign in total for 30 bucks. That's a pretty good deal. If this was back in 2007, 2008 on the Xbox 360 era, you would have a lot of good reviews for a game like that because back then people were like, I don't know, man. This game's just six hours and the multiplayer is pretty fun, but it just seems like it's a little overpriced. Then in the meantime, Crossfire X comes out now and they're listening to all the stuff that was actually complained about back then that was kind of making a point because maybe those games shouldn't carry that full $60 price tag. Or maybe they should. Because why are we judging something based on the amount of time that we spend with it instead of the amount of joy that we get out of it? I go and I buy a movie for $20 and it can be a 90-minute movie, a two-hour movie, a three-hour movie, or even a 70-minute movie. And what matters about that movie is how much I enjoy it. And that's what makes me think that the money that I spent on it was worthwhile. When I sit down and I finish a game in an afternoon in a, in a collection of three hours, the only reason that I might be disappointed slightly is if it was such an enjoyable experience that I was sad that it was over. But every single time I've experienced that, what I've done is the smart thing. I just go back to the main menu and click start new game and experience it all over again. If that was something that meant the world to me, if that was something that was so much fun and so enjoyable, and the only thing that I could ever say about it was just that it was too short, fuck it. That's the best thing. It didn't overstay its welcome, you know. It was something that was so good that they trimmed all the fat that it's just a perfectly paced experience. But because it's short and because people act like, well, once you've beaten a game, there's no reason to ever go back and play it again. See, this is what happens when you grow up listening to reviews and doing things just for the sake of doing them instead of doing things that you enjoy. I grew up going to like Blockbuster and renting movie after movie. And I would rent the same movie from Blockbuster as a kid. You know, back in like 96, 97 when I was a little motherfucker, I would always go and rent like the James Bond movies and shit because I just wanted to watch those movies. And I didn't have my own movie collection and movies weren't playing all the time. This was the equivalent of just going on Netflix and watching that movie that you just like over and over again because it's all you know to watch. But that's not actually a sad thing when you have a happy mind because you know what you like and you would much rather be doing the same thing over and over again that brings you joy than doing a bunch of new things that just give you a headache and stress and torment and don't add anything to your life. Our leadership, our authority has completely 
failed us. We are being mind-controlled every step of the way. But what I don't understand is this, if this is just basic mind control, and yet it's strong enough to control the entire world as it clearly fucking is, how have I broken free of it? How do I know these things? What the fuck is going on? That's why I believe in the more far out shit. Because I don't know how I know this. I've just watched movies and played games and read the internet. And somehow I stumbled upon all these puzzle pieces and was able to kind of put them together into something that looks like an image. I don't have the entire image yet. I need my knights of the round table. I would much rather, all I want to be is King Arthur. I don't want to be a motherfucker who just wants to be the one headed, even if I have all the answers. And even if I am some special shit, I want to be surrounded by other people that I view as my equals. I don't care if I am the biggest, allest supreme being of all time. I would rather use all of that supreme beingness to make everybody else a supreme being just like me so that we can all be equals. I don't understand that shit at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy when Ego's like, if you do this, you'll be just like everybody else. I see nothing wrong with that. I would rather us all be the same in one way. You know, not, and not in personality and not in the stuff that we like. Not that. But I mean, all of us being equals, all of us having the same powers, the same resources, none of us being, you know, on the low end of the totem pole. That's what I mean. None of us profiting on each other's misery, us looking at each other like, yo, you're a God and I'm a God. And that's why I'm not going to piss you off. And that's why you're not going to piss me off. I love you, man. That's what the world can be. And that's what I know the world will be because I'm fucking here for a fucking reason. I've been through so much fucking shit. I know so much fucking shit. I know this shit's real. And I know that I'm here for a reason. And I know that there's going to be a great big beautiful tomorrow. I just don't know how to get that motherfucker here now, today. And that's what I want to have happen. Because I'm being told that there is the fight of fights coming. And it's not just this war in the Ukraine. There is something major going on. And all of this shit ties into it. Because there is some massive form of control through the talk shows that are on TV, through the news media, through critics, and through movies and art and entertainment. And yet these are the same places that I'm getting my information from. Because when you watch these things without awareness, they seep into your brain and tend to control you. When you look out at the world... And you don't realize that there might be something going on and you don't try to think about it in a different way. It can get to you and it could turn you into one of these people who thinks that burning buildings down and rioting and breaking into government buildings is some kind of actual answer. It's not. It's a temper tantrum that will not result in anything. If you are trying to fix something, you have to unite you have to get on the same page and you cannot think running around acting like fucking lunatics will resort to anything more than your own death and destruction and worse the destruction of the cause that you care about so much the reason why QAnon pumps out all this shit and is getting all these people viled up and you know like they did at the capitol riots two years ago is so that none of these things can be taken seriously so that anyone who's talking about a conspiracy can be labeled a crazy QAnon nutter. It is not nuts to look out at the world and go, something clearly 
doesn't add up. If you accept things as face value, then you accept, oh, well, they just, you know, they make certain movies and they tell certain stories just for the sake of entertainment, even though they clearly don't understand how to make the most profit. And I think a really interesting one would be, why do you take the Star Wars franchise and instead of just delivering the Marvel version of what everybody wants, just making sure that everybody gets their fucking fan servicey bullshit, that you instead try to tell a really meaningful and extremely spiritual story. I don't believe that everyone involved in this authoritarian control is evil because I believe that it is kind of like the Assassin's Creed video games, that there are two warring parties, one who is obsessed with power and control and one who is obsessed with freedom and love and passion. And I believe that there is some kind of treaty going on and that they are engaged in some kind of bizarre diplomatic war. And we are all basically just the victims of this. Now, that is, again, one of my far out there conspiracies. But when we understand that there are Nazis who have infiltrated our government, when we understand that our government violated the Nuremberg Code, when we understand that we stole this country in the exact same fashion that Vladimir Putin is stealing the Ukraine and the exact same fashion that Israel stole Palestine. And yet we're saying this person can't do this. This person can do that. We're allowed to do this. They're not allowed to do that. Where's the line being drawn? We bombed innocent civilians during the Iraq war. We knew that there were civilians in those areas that we were shelling. We knew they all had not left. But we did it. We bombed two civilian cities, Nakashagi and Hiroshima, with nuclear bombs, vaporizing women and children. But when Putin does it, it's different. When the Israelis massacre children and unarmed protesters who are trying to get back the land that was stolen from them via terrorism the same way that America was stolen from the Native Americans with terrorism. I would like someone to explain to me why certain countries are allowed to commit terrorism and others are not. I would like someone to explain to me why we can have news stories talking about how Russians' political system is full of nothing but elites who do not care about their people and are only there to serve their own self-interests. That, I read that news story in CNN and I wanted to just stand up and go, is this really a joke? Did you honestly type this out and not realize that everybody's going to read this as if they're in a family guy cutaway and go, you could obviously replace fucking Russia with American there and this news story is still just as accurate as it ever was. But you know what? I don't believe that that's the fault of our country or the fault of the citizens. And I don't believe that people are just evil. I believe that there is a small group of collective evil people who has been doing this evil for a very long time. Because when you look at the 60s and you realize that what could have been had John F. Kennedy been allowed to survive if he had not been murdered by the mob with the help of the fucking CIA. And there's so much proof that that's actually happened now. There's so much proof now that that was not a conspiracy theory. And, oh, yeah, let's not ever forget that the term conspiracy theory was created by the Central Intelligence Agency to shame, put down, and belittle critical thinkers who were discussing and trying to investigate independently on their own the JFK assassination and all 
of the inaccuracies and all of the unanswered questions regarding that day in Dallas. What is going on today is no differently. Anyone who is trying to investigate things that do not add up, things that are strange. I think it is completely strange that we are all aware that child trafficking exists, but there's not one single politician who has made their mainstream big story to fight and crusade for. Sure, people were fighting and crusading against video games and movies and books because, yo, that was going to destroy children, yo. But when children are actually being bought and sold, sometimes by their parents, sometimes kidnapped, that in, in all of these kind of different things that are happening, and we know that it is, again, completely real. Why do we all act like, uh, that's just movie bullshit, man. Because something is telling us that it is. Something doesn't want us to look at the real shit. Something does not want us to understand that we run the world, that we control everything, and that the authority has very little power over any of us. Because they use all of us to enforce their power and authority. We are the police. We are the people who shut off the power. We are the people who evict you. We are the people who make up the armies. We are the doctors. We are the nuclear physicists. We are the power plant workers. We are the dock workers. We are the bus drivers. We are the fast food workers. We are everyone and everything in this country. The only thing that we aren't. Actually, we are sometimes now with the advent of YouTube, Spotify, and all this independent art. The only thing that we are not allowed to be most of the time is an artist who can survive on their art, who can treat their art like it is their job. That's one of the only freedoms that we do not have and that we desperately need because art is a very important thing because otherwise you have nothing to fucking do with your day and you eventually just realize, you know what, I'm going to fucking kill myself because fuck this world, there's nothing to fucking do. If you lived in the 1970s, do you realize that all you would have to do on a Friday night would just be able to go to the fucking movies, maybe go down to the, the diner, have a burger, or just go driving around with your friends, listening to music, which is fun. The verse 20, 30, 40 times and after the hundredth or two hundredth, you're like, I wish there was something else to fucking do. And that's why there will never be enough entertainment. There will also never be enough entertainment because not everybody likes the same shit. There are somebody who wants to watch David Harbour's Hellboy, and there's somebody who want to watch Ron Perlman's Hellboy, and I think both people should be given what the fuck they want. I don't think anybody should be left out. I think everybody should be given what they want, because most people don't want anything bad or anything evil. They just want that cool game, that cool movie, that cool house, that cool home, that good life. The only people who want to go out and cause misery and suffering to people are always going to do it, and they will always find a fucking way to do it. You don't have to give those people anything. They take it. It's all of us good people who abide and follow the rules and respect authority and act like it has our best interests at heart, who are being fucked over, who never get the good life, and just grin and smile eating a shit sandwich while never realizing there are other options. And those other options start with knowledge because knowing is half of the battle. Actually, knowing is the battle because once you are aware of how this world works, once you are aware that we run the world, that they just basically tell us what the fuck to do and we can look at them and go, hey, you can tell us the right things to do. We'll do all the ethical shit. We'll do all the moral shit. 
And you can absolutely make sure that we're doing the best job of that shit. But if you ever tell us to evict someone on Christmas, if you ever tell us to shut off somebody's power during the winter, if you ever tell us to make anybody homeless, if you ever tell us to disparage another human being, if you ever tell us to do anything that hurts another person, then we will tell you, you either get your shit together or we will take you down either peacefully or otherwise. Because yes, once you have this world under control like that, that is how you run it. When people try to destroy your peace, you fight for it. But there is nothing for us to fight for right now. We have to love right now. Once we have our utopia, we will protect it by not threatening people, by simply living. And when we see the people trying to destroy that state of living for another person standing up, and it won't take violence. It'll just take us all standing there going, you're not allowed to do this. We all know you're not allowed to do this. And if you continue to do this, we will have to put you somewhere. And then if they continue like that, then you just have to take care of that situation because there will always be people trying to destroy peace and prosperity, trying to destroy love. And yes, you do have to fight for love. You do have to fight for what you you believe in and, and for the things that are good in this world. But that's not what we're doing. Evil people are pitting us against one another. We're not fighting for anything good. We're not punishing people who are truly doing wrong because the only people in this world who are truly doing wrong are the leaders and those in authority. We are all confused children who do not understand why the world is the way that it is and it is destroying our minds and we are trying to do the best that we can with it and we are not given any support, any respect, any help from anywhere. And a lot of the time when we're trying to do these things, our lives have already kind of turned to the dumps and we're not just trying to improve our lives, but we're trying to improve the lives of others around us. This is what we're not being taught to do. This is what authority is keeping us from doing. They're keeping us engaged in a civil war with one another instead of teaching us to help one another and love one another. The entire point of conservatives versus Democrats is just to draw a line in the sand so there will be two sides. So instead of listening to each other and sitting at a round table of people who all have different opinions and see things different ways and trying to find a shared vision, we all just yell and scream at each other to go, no, my vision's better. No, my vision's better. And then there's always going to be somebody else who's going to go, no, my vision's the one. No, my vision's the one. What about all of our visions combined? Hmm? What about taking all of our visions and making a world that we all can cherish and inhabit and love together? It's not impossible. The only reason it's impossible is because those in power want it only one way. They don't want us to have it all because these are all dictators who only want to see their version of the world, not the version of the world that works for everyone, not our version of the world, because you are me and I am you. We are all one. And we are all same, same, but different. We are all unique. We are all individuals. And we are also all the same. And that's why we need to have a world that works for everyone. Because when you have that one world that only works for one person, the person that you're actually hurting more than everybody else, believe it or not, is yourself. Because when you wall yourself off going, this is the only thing I want out of life, man, you're missing out on an incredible fucking world and... That's just a sad, strange thing to pity on your behalf. Thank you so much for listening to Hysterical Horizons. My name is Amber St. Lucifer. I used to go by Amber Gamer Guy. I used to consider myself autistic and retarded, but now I know I am the chosen hero of all creation alongside the rest of my 
Ohana. Anyone out there who wants a better, loving, kind, caring world, you're a chosen hero of creation too. We all are. No matter who has more power, no matter who has more knowledge, we're all in this together. And if someone has more power or knowledge than you, then you shouldn't see that as a negative. You should see that as a blessing because if they have that power, then they better have the same responsibility to use it to not only help them, but to help you. They better use that power in such a way that you feel like that power is your power and their power is, I mean, and your power is their power and their power is your power. That is how this should work. And as I said, the only reason why we can't have a world like that is because there are people out there fighting going, no, it has to be this way. No, it has to be that way. It can only be this way or it can only be that way. That's not true. There's enough money. There's enough resources. There's enough land. There's enough everything for everyone to have everything that they want and then some. It's only those people who want to be actual gods, who want to walk around the world thinking that they're better than everyone else so that they can only have those things and only they can enjoy it because that's the only way they can enjoy it. They can't enjoy it if we all can because then it's not special to them. But that's the whole point about enjoying simple things, about realizing that that Big Mac, that taco, that video game, that bowl of weed means everything to you. Because we enjoy all of those simple same things. We're not that douchebag who goes into a cave, takes the biggest diamond and go, this is my diamond. We're the people who wants to go share that diamond with the world or break it into a bunch of little diamonds so we all can have a piece. That's the world that's going to fucking be here. That's the world that they are trying to ensure does not happen. That is why they have done everything that they've done since the Trump election began. That is why now more than ever, we have to stop acting crazy, hateful towards each other. We have to start acting understanding with each other. We can all hop on board the crazy train and have our own individual, personal, religious, spiritual, and even conspiratorial beliefs about things. But we also all have to be sane enough that we can sit down and talk to people and go, all right, we all have our own beliefs, but we all have to look at what's out in the world and we all have to put it into this pile. That way we can go. This pile dictates that 25% of what I believe is correct and 50% of what you believe is correct and then 30%, well, you know, however those numbers fucking add up. You have to look at it like that. You have to realize it's a puzzle and we all have to put the puzzle pieces together. And that the reason why we all have different puzzle pieces and that some of our puzzle pieces won't fit together with other people's pieces is because those pieces that, that don't fit with another person's puzzle, those are for you only. That's to define who you are as a unique individual so that we are all are unique individuals since we all are one. And since we all are sharing the same energy and life force, we all actually have to work at being our true selves, at being unique individuals. And that's what those puzzle pieces for that do not fit in anything else are for. You don't try to shove those into another puzzle that's for everyone. You say, this is my puzzle, and this is for me to appreciate, and then I'm going to take the pieces out of my puzzle that can fit into the gigantic collective puzzle, and we're all going to enjoy those together. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this, please visit megamediaoverload.com for more of my past archived content. Um, right now, I do not have a computer, and I've had a lot of technical difficulties with my uh, equipment and whatnot and I kind of went on a spending spree on stuff before all that happened and, and it's going to be a while before I'm creating any other content than these podcasts but <clears throat> I'll be doing these somewhat regularly because it does seem like Anchor and Spotify have my back it does seem like I, I'm free to say pretty much whatever I want here and that's great 
that's that's all I'm looking for is just a great uh, platform to speak my mind. So <clears throat> we have it now, and uh, it's hosted pretty much everywhere that podcasts can be found, thanks to Anchor being a really wonderful distributing platform. So I'm not even like really advertising for Anchor. I just think, you know, as far as podcasting platforms go, this shit's dope as a motherfucker. Anyway, you are all amazing for listening to this. You are all amazing for just being you. And I love you all. And you are all my Ohana. And let us all never forget that Ohana means family. And family means no one gets left behind or forgotten.